Boom. All right. Welcome to the Packers pregame podcast. I am your host, uh, Bill, but you can call me Mr. Editor. Uh, and with me is my co-host, Jeremy, who is very not mad about the results of last week's game. Oh, you know, the, um, the Chicago Bulls are 2-0, and just in case anybody didn't know. This, this is a basketball podcast, right? Yes, I believe this is a bet. Yes, this is an NBA. Six-time world champion Chicago Bulls. Got my mug right here. Correct. Go Bulls! <laughs> uh, no Mike this week. He is... Uh, um, uh, what is he doing? He is... He's at Allen Field. I think it's Kyle Field. Kyle Field. I think we made Kyle Allen into two separate football stadiums. Washington football team. Nailed it. So yes, Mike is unavailable. Although, is he? We may never know for sure. A little teaser for you there. Uh, anyway, um, the Packers are... Are we hosting? I actually don't know. Are we nope, going... It uh, is at. Ooh. At FedEx? No, there's no way they would be. No, it, it's it is it has to be a home game. We're wearing the we're wearing the jerseys, which we'll get into later. Um, yes, so the Packers are hosting the football team of the uh, District of Columbia. Um, we are going to give you a quick recap, um, very quick recap of last week because I know if we do any longer than you know ten minutes, someone in this room might get hashtag mad we don't want that and then following that we will give you a preview of the game this week uh and end it with some predictions and uh get you off get you off and run it on your day so yeah we're learning we are learning that's right um Excuse me. Let's jump right into the recap. Um, so the Packers went down to Chi Town and played the Chicago Bears, and they did win. And Aaron Rodgers was mean, very mean. Uh, Jeremy, would you like to give your thoughts on the rudeness of one quarterback for Green Bay? Well, first of all, I was already planning on not this week in protest of um, poor ownership, and that is the McCaskies, poor ownership, and I was... We know who the good owner is. I was going to be out this week, but then our good friend, Mike, who is suspended, and we re-upped the suspension, is now at Kyle Allen Field at Texas A&M for the horns down game with some friends. That's fine. So I thought... The, the show goes on. I have to. I have to fulfill my duties of faithful music right. to join the pod. I have to recap because I think that's what the people want to hear. They want that's what people want. They mm-hmm. sickos out there. A lot of sickos. Me cringe and cry and be sad and mad about just another game that was pretty much the same thing we've all been watching for the last ten years. Uh, low scoring. Uh, the other team not named the Green Bay Packers. Never had a chance. They really didn't if you really watched the game. But here's my thoughts on the, the whole Rodgers being mean situation. He was very mean. He was very mean. Kind of ruined my whole day. They couldn't have just won normally outright that really bad 
24 to 14. Nobody cares about it on Sunday afternoon football game. He just had to do the Rodgers thing where the Bears put a really great scoring drive together to bring it within three. And I believe I texted our group of friends, mostly Packers fans, because that's just how it goes. Said, you know what? This just this is just screaming. This is has all the makings of a Rodgers clock killing, nothing you can do about it, icing touchdown drive, which I fully expected, and that's fine. That he was just gonna do that. But instead of just doing one of those little flip plays to Aaron Jones or just another routine touchdown to Devontae Adams, he had to just send me spiraling flashbacks to like 10 years ago in that regular season game where he took it to the same corner of the end zone, the very same one, he did that little pump fake that nobody in the world should ever fall for, everybody in the world does except for me watching at home, I'm like he's not throwing good, stupid, he beats somebody to the corner and he scores the game winning touchdown himself with his legs and I think I started to black out maybe sink into my seat a little bit more than usual and he brought the belt back because they taunted him with it earlier and I just swore it was everything everything possible that could have been awful about that one touchdown of the entire game out of the three three they scored and it was pretty awful he couldn't have just like I said just won the game gotten over with it we lose again the Bears still suck we just move on to the next week now he just had to give the entire NFL world fodder for the next rest of the season. Forever. Forever now. That's going to be like on the Aaron Rodgers reel for the rest of his life. And it, I knew it in real time and it was sick. Yeah, I um, Jeremy, I want to I wanna thank you for coming on and uh, sharing your trauma with all of us. I know that can't be easy. Um, that, uh, that takes a lot of um, a lot of guts to do. Um, definitely some bravery on your end for this. Um, so I want to thank you for that. Um, that being said, I think it's good that we um, do. We want to. I mean, I. I think I think we can just end the recap there. I don't. I don't even know how much more we need to talk about it. Well, after I spilled my guts, I need you to give me just thirty seconds on something you put in the rundown. Okay, fair enough. Bears maybe have a good QB. What do you have here? Ooh, yeah. I was hoping maybe we would just kind of walk over that one. Um, oh, I won't let you. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Justin Fields, pretty good. Little pretty scary. good. Little, uh, yeah. He uh, he definitely had some uh, some dots he threw. Uh, you know, I mean, those arm punts looked good. Um, well, we're not going to talk about the refs because I don't blame refs on this podcast or ever. I don't do that. They were. I would. I would say they were. They were very bad, though. Just like generally bad. They, they had a long day. They, they did. Day. There was. I sent a clip a couple days later. There was. A, I think it was the Bears had possession, and they spotted the ball like three feet outside. Two yards of that. left of the hash. Two, two yards left of the hash mark. Like it's college, and we're playing with the college hash marks. It's like that is just. I've like I've literally never seen that before. Um, there were so many spots that were just, yep, first down, he's a whole half yard short, or like, yeah. no, no first down, what, <laughs> what's going on? Yes, but... And both coaches challenged spots, they knew they weren't going to win! Yeah, it was, uh, it was a mess out there, but yes, uh, Justin Fields, pretty good, definitely has an arm. Did you say uh, has uh, some poise? 
Definitely had some poise. Definitely had poise in the pocket for sure. Uh, could scoot. Definitely had him had him running for a couple first downs. Um, I guess I just meant uh, poise in the face of danger. In the face oh, of he did. He did have that. He uh, he was poised in different ways, multiple ways. I'll say that. Many ways, multiplicity of ways. Ooh, that's neat. All right, so let's just ramble right in to the game preview. Uh, the Packers are hosting for the first time the the Washington Football Team, formerly a different team. Um, R words. Right. Um, they. Are I put this in here and I don't actually have the names to back it up, but they are very hurt. Uh, they're missing, if I remember, two of their wide receivers, at least. Two possibly of them, none of which named Scary Terry McLaurin, so they're still bad. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep on going. I will find your injury report. Oh, okay. I think we were. I think we were both trying to fill our filibuster. So I will. Uh, I will keep going. Um. Yes. So, and also, um, um, their quarterback is not going to be uh, Fitzmagic. Is that right? Yep, I believe it is still going to be Mr. Taylor Heineken. Okay. So that'll be a fun matchup. The Heineken versus Aaron Rodgers. And I believe I, I, I saw a headline from good old Bob Demosky that... Uh, that Heineke has a Green Bay connection, or at least a Packers connection. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I think maybe through his dad. I don't know if that just means like, hey, I'm a big fan of the Packers, and now you are too, type thing. Like, or if it was like he played, I I don't know his uh, relationship. I admit because I did not read because reading is for not me. Um, so, okay, do we have the, uh, do we have the injury report? I do. Okay, perfect. So, out for the Washington football team are two wide receivers, one of which is Curtis Samuel. I do like him, but I have not heard his name called any time, if any, this year. Um, and Cam Sims, never heard of him. Mm. They do appear to have two offensive linemen out. I don't know if they're starters, but that doesn't sound great. A tackle and a guard. Brandon Scherf. Sure. Cosby. Brandon Scherf, the pride of Iowa. When Antonio Gibson is questionable, I would like to think he probably suits up. Okay. And for the Packers, out. Josh Myers again. Mm-hmm. He'll be out. week against the Bears. Yeah, he'll be out for multiple weeks. Interesting. And Dennis Kelly. Tackle. Yeah, he's a backup. He he was out last week. I don't think he's a big problem. Well, given how many people go down every week for this team, you might need him. That's true. Um, and it yeah. does appear that EQ, Ecumenius St. Brown, is back after a few weeks on the short-term injury reserve mm-hmm. list. And Kevin King, questionable. Same as Darnell Savage, but those people could both go down mid-game. Yeah, I think I think Savage and King, I think King I think Savage will play. I don't know for sure if King will. Um, I think so though. Um, um, who? Oh, uh, David Bakhtiari started practicing this week. 
Um, That's always big. I don't think he plays this. No, there, I no no no. There's, when do you think he does play? Because that seems to be the story going into. Uh, I know they they asked McFleur uh, McFleur about that, um, and he again like we said last week, he's like Mike Budenholzer. He like will not tell you any injury stuff going on. He just does not give that out. Um, he said uh, they're like, yeah, do you have a plan for David Bakhtiari? And he's like, yeah, we got a plan. They're like, what's the plan? He's like, we're keeping that in house. That's not for you. Yeah, like, like, nice. Like, you think you could just slide that one past me? No. Cool, no. thanks. Yep, 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 cool. David Bakhtiari doesn't know anything about him. Cool, cool, cool. Basically, so I would imagine it'd probably be a, a couple weeks, because, I mean, like, he literally just started practicing since he tore his knee in December, so. Well, starting to practice is always a good sign. That, yeah. I mean, Tariq Cohen tore his ACL in two last year, and he, something went wrong. He still has just, like, not even suited up. He still oh, no. I don't know what's going on there. I haven't heard anything from him, so that's another mess. Okay, with those two <laughs> defensive backs possibly being back or not being back, do you think this Washington team is capable at all of taking advantage of that? Because the team you played last week just isn't. Every time somebody says, which is what's happening this week against the Buccaneers, that, oh, their whole secondary is... Uh, out pretty much, and Justin Fields looks pretty good. Like, do you think they'll be able to take advantage of that? Like, no, the coach doesn't know how to take advantage of that. He just doesn't know how. So, anybody who thinks that they're going to cover that 12 points against the Buccaneers just because the Bucs don't have a secondary, you got to find some some other thing to come up with for a reason. Like, there's good defense, maybe, or anything else, but I don't think they do. Does Taylor Heineke have the capability to take advantage of a weak pack in secondary? Uh, no. Also, I want to quick thank you for the Bears talk. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, I think that was a good, uh, nice little taste. Always have uh, to give a little taste. Yes, yes, I'm here for it. Um, yes, short answer, no. I don't think he can. Um, I mean, I, I don't... I mean, you got you got Riverboat Ron. Is he still the Riverboat Gambler like he was of years past? We hope so. I don't okay. actually know. I do not watch Washington football team games. That's fair. Um, I... I mean, I could be. I, I, in my head, Ron Rivera is a better coach than Matt Nagy. I don't know if that's true or not, but in my biased brain, like he's just not a good Matt Nagy's not a good coach. So I put most other coaches above him. I just think it's rough that he's like four years in and he's just now settling into like, yeah, I can be like the head coach of this team, not just like the head coach slash offensive coordinator. Like, maybe you should just be corralling these men and not Ooh, running offense. Matt corralling? Not good at it. Maybe maybe a Matt corral situation? So, yeah. So since you are not afraid of Taylor Heineke ripping apart that secondary, what are you afraid of in this matchup, Bill? Hmm. What are you afraid of? Um, that is a good question. Um, because I also do not watch the Washington football team games, so I don't know anything about them. I don't know if they have... Well, actually, I take that back. Uh, they have Montez Sweat, and they have... Uh, uh, oh, what's, what the dude? The pass rushing guy from Ohio State. You, you're there. I Chase Young. Young there and it is. I would, I would not have gotten that. I was, My brain was going, Jadavion Clowney, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> I'm wondering... That's my only thing. It's like, are you afraid at all that those two can just turn it on and have, like, six sacks total? Because 
because that's what everybody hoped that their team would do this year, and they just haven't. Their defense is atrocious. Um, yeah, I mean, if like we talked about, our O-line is banged up. We're missing, you know, we're missing Bakhtiari, so we're missing our starting left tackle. We're missing our starting center. I mean, we've got, you know, like Elton Jenkins and other guys are filling in, you know, really well, but still not a full-strength O-line, and to have two guys like that you're going up against, you know, I mean, there, there could be some issues. Um, there could be. It just feels like with them particularly, or even just another reference to last week, just doesn't seem like it's an issue. Even when yeah. the Bears are hounding them the whole first half, or first quarter at least, it just kind of doesn't matter because he takes a few sacks, so what? We punch a few times. It's like, well, I'm just it's inevitable. He's like, I'm going to score you guys eventually, and you guys aren't going to be able to score more than 20, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that the Washington football team is going to have what it takes to do anything. So I yeah. just think it's going to be a cruising victory. We'll get to that in predictions. Okay. But I would like to bring up, how do you feel about new signee? Whitney Merciless from the Oh, that's the right. Packers done the Packers. Yes. The Packers have now brought in two names to this organization, which is something that in the last well, I don't know, twenty years they've really done. I mean you've got on one hand, less than one hand, the guys they've brought in. Especially mid season, they don't yeah, do that. Season free agents or cast offs. Interesting move. Yeah. Um so I know Mike texted me the other night. He's like, "Hey, is this guy good?" And I was just like, mm. "Means he's better than Jalen Smith." Yeah. Also, he so- kept his number fifty. He kept the linebacker number. So like, I'm in on Whitney Merciless. Just okay. Being a good player, fixed yeah. the right number. Good man. Good head on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, yeah. I basically figured because he's like 30, 31, so he's yeah, up I love there. He's thirty-one. So it's really not like when you think about it. That's really not old. If you're a good, solid, productive player who takes care of his body and is like, mm-hmm. like Khalil Max, 30, 31. Um, okay. Robert Quinn's 30, 31, I think. Um, Akeem Hicks is over 30. They're all still pretty good. I'm trying to think of people that aren't them, you know, like mm-hmm. players. I think J.J. Watt is just over 30. He's still doing okay. Some people can play into their 30s if they're yeah. elite players. Yeah, uh, he won't. I'm sure he won't put up the sack numbers that he did his first couple of years, and I'm not expecting him to either. No, he um, just feels like a sound production guy that's not gonna mail it in. He's like on a good team. He's like, I played for right. the Texans for ten years. He's like, if I had yeah. a good team, I could you know just get, ugh, I could get some juice and start to tear a little more, get my legs back. Yeah, that's basically what he said because they asked him because you know we got Cobb who also came from the Texans. And, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember Randall's Cobb comments, but he basically he made it he the way he phrased it, like how it felt to like be out of that organization and back with the Packers. He basically equated it to like being out of jail, <laughs> which I don't think is an incorrect way to put it. It's just like very on the nose. And uh, Whitney did not quite go to that length, but he did say it's he's he got used to seeing the same four walls for like ten years, and so it's nice, you know, change of pace. Um, but yeah, so I, I figure, well, he's going to be more of a pass rush than a linebacker. He'd be like third so, down guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite know his his role, but I, the way I see it is with Zedarius being out for probably most of the season, I figure he just kind of, kind of got to be a fill in there. Yeah, doesn't have on. to, 
doesn't have to like you know come in and get like 10 sacks in like you know 10 weeks just you know get some pressures get a couple sacks you know i don't know play good play better than like ty summers and oren burks or whatever like pretty much tyler sackerel or you know just like we got some <laughs> bad guys pass yeah. we just don't have good pass rushers outside of like kenny clark so and he's not even supposed know. to be a pass rusher he's just kind of that's just what he does right so I do have another thing that will lead right into score predictions is we're going back to my favorite topic, uh, uni talk, uniform talk. Packers are breaking out their 1950s throwbacks, brand new this year. Uh, Bill sent them early in the off season when they were first announced, and it got mixed reviews. Mike gave his, uh, what would we call it? It was long-awaited reaction to yeah. the jerseys. Well, long awaited is, I mean, it was, it was cause I sent it and then we didn't do the first pod for like a couple weeks after cause it was, it was before the season started. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the group chat saying, man, these are just cool. And everybody says they suck. Except me. I they, oh, I didn't think you were a big fan. Well, what happened? My thing is, and I think you know my thing. Once you told me, I was like, well, what are these? Like, why are the Packers doing this type of thing? And like they're 50 throwbacks. I'm like, well, I only really like that type of stuff if you do like your best to copy the actual jerseys and then you sent me a picture of them in like the 50s they're like, oh, literally they the same the jersey green yeah oh, i thought the pants were just like a color rush type thing like no they did wear the all green yep i'm in I'm in. yeah they literally i was like it was like it's literally the same jersey they wore and finally nike's figured out that hey we can have multiple helmets so people can actually do the throwback helmets now when they do the throwback uniforms instead of... Yeah, that was always like, a weird thing. I think the Bears skirted around that uh, the okay. last two years because all they did was... They, they just took the, the decals mask. off, right? No, they just oh. changed the face mask to like the old gray one. They would always oh, okay. have the blue helmets and then they oh, that's the gray right. face mask. Oh, yeah. I forgot about you guys having... I like the gray face mask. I do, too. Good luck. Yeah. I like it, too. Uh, so going into that, we both like the jerseys. So I do have some, I have numbers. Mm. Since Green Bay began wearing alternate uniforms on a regular basis in 2010, the team is 7-2. Rodgers is actually 7-1, having missed Whoa. the 2017 game versus Baltimore due to injury. So, just another reason why this is Oh, that game. <laughs> oh, life. that game. Okay, hang on. That, okay, the Baltimore game, do you know that one? Because I, I know that one. I that I do. That was uh, that was when Rogers got the the collarbone, and we had Brett Hundley in, and we lost at home to was it Flacco? Might have been Flacco. Might have been still Flacco. Uh, it was twenty two nothing. We got shut out at home by a not great Ravens team. Twenty two nothing is such a gross score. Yeah. Oh. So. It like a, I know it's not tennis words, but it sounds like it's just a tennis score. But I don't know. Yeah, okay. What does that sound like? Gross. I no, they're 22 that's... nothing. Yeah, that's like a no. It's like a volleyball shutout. Yeah, something weird. Well, except for volleyball, goes to 21. Not a perfect analogy. Doesn't matter. All right, we are going to move into predictions based off all the information we've just given you. Think in your heads, listeners, what you believe the final score prediction will be. I'm going to start with you, Bill. What do you think? The final score for the Washington football team at the Green Bay Packers will be in their first historical matchup ever. Um, yeah, I didn't 
this whole time I didn't really know how this game is going to go, and then we were talking about the injury report, and you had said that you don't think it's going to be particularly close, so that got my wheels turning. So, I'm going to go, you know, I missed out on my score prediction last week by a field goal because of the bum refs. I was very mad about that. I was so close. That's like the closest I've ever gotten to a score prediction being like, you're dead on right. Three points off. That's a that's a tough loss. So I'm gonna say it's going to be. I know I said this week one, and it came back to bite me. But I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 35-14. Lot to a little. Lot to a little. I like that. For myself, um, I'm again taking the heel of. I'm never going to pick the Packers to win anymore because that's just my thing. I hate them. Aaron Rodgers smited me. Once again, I have to go with Scary Terry has a huge game. Antonio Gibson has a huge game on the ground. Taylor Heineke slinging it all over the yard. Maybe Darnell Savage goes down again because he just like keeps getting hurt. <laughs> do you have a do you not like Darnell Savage or something because no, it's I like every week. Every time I see him, he's on the ground in pain. Okay, fair enough. I just feel like it's like like two weeks in a row now. You're like, hey, Darnell Savage can get hurt. I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I can understand if it was Amos being the former Bear, but like, you know, he's just solid. He's just kind of a jerk. Um, <laughs> yep, it's going to be slinging all over the yard, high scoring affair, great crisp weather in Lambo, and it is going to be twenty seven. No. 31. Ooh. Taylor Heineke's playing it this week. 31 to 29. Rodgers can't do enough. Fail. Chase Young gets him. And we do wow. have a special guest with us. Mr. Suspended himself. We're doing score predictions. Uh, I just sort of called him. I didn't say anything. I hope he knows what he's doing. Mike, are you there? I'm here. My question is, does, is this the official announcement of the end of my suspension? Or am I still suspended because it's really hard to not tweet? And but I've been doing it for the team, so I want to know: is this the end of my suspension? Finally, your suspension will officially be lifted on game day because we need you to tweet things during the game. That's just that's just our bread and butter. Okay. All right. So I'm I'm officially I I will have officially gone through. My entire paid my paid my dues and gone through my entire suspension by game day. That's when my suspension ends. The commissioner's office will reinstate you when they see fit on Sunday morning. Okay, that sounds good. I appreciate that. Okay, so um, Bill, I hope you're doing okay. Doing uh, well, Mike. Score prediction here. I I have a feeling that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to. Here's the thing. Think about where. Think about where Washington is from. One of those liberal cities. And as Aaron Rodgers talked about on the Pat McAfee show, he's sick of woke people. And he's not going to get canceled. So Packers 38 to 10. 38 to 10. Wow. What a big time score prediction. I think the Packers are going to lose. Have a good day, Mike. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. Liberals. Yeah, with them. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so 
thank you for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoy uh, the game. We hope it's a good one. It's going to be a good one. The Packers are going to win. Uh, go Pack Go. We will catch you on the next one.